0: going on everybody. Welcome to the JPAV podcast. So excited to kick this off for the first episode. I thought I'd kind of explain something pretty pretty broad. Um what is home theater? So the name JPAV audio video kind of kind of thought that sounded pretty cool, pretty uh kind of rhymed maybe. But when I say audio video, I mainly mean home theater. That's that's what I'm into. So I kind of wanted to start off. What is home theater? So, home theater is a space dedicated to relax and listen to music or movies. So that that's kind of the way I think of it. Just chilling, watching movies and music for for my what I would call my home theater space. It's not dedicated. I don't have something called s- sconces. I don't have sconces or anything. I just have a nice couch. I have a projector behind me. I have a screen. I have three speakers in the front. Nothing fancy. But, um, in later episodes, we'll get into home theater terms like 5.2, 5.2.4, 7.2.2, stuff like that. So, um, like I said, a space dedicated to relax and listen to movies or music. I mainly do the relaxing part. I don't watch too many movies just because I like to watch movies with other people. I don't want to be sitting there by myself watching, like, the new Batman movie or something. So,. I I really like the music part of it too, which we'll get to later. Especially since in a theater, you kind of given, you have a dedicated sub. So um, it's really nice for movies and especially for music when you have that low rumble. So I would say another aspect of what is a home theater, it's usually nicer than a living room setup. Usually in a living room like we have, um, it's kind of just a sound bar or maybe people even are using their TV speakers. You're rarely going to see Unless they're like electricians or they love the hobby. Love. Not love, love, love. <laughs> They love the hobby. Usually they're not going to have, you know, big speakers in their living room set up. That'd be kind of odd. You kind of walk in there, you kind of know what they're up to. You kind of already kind of given, you know, kind of know what they like. Anyway, um, I've got a list of requirements for a home theater. And I really don't want to kind of put a list. But at the same time, I don't want people to think, oh, home theater. I gotta spend twenty thousand dollars. No, like I said earlier, I, I think my my opinion of a home theatre is really, you know, dedicated space. You're not gonna have like a, you know, a TV. It's not gonna be like a living room. I would think one of the requirements might be some sort of a display, like I said, or a a uh, projector. I personally have a projector and I'm projecting on a hundred and three inch elite screen projector screen and also, that'll be one of the things we talk about later in episode. Brands, good brands, but right now I'm really just trying to talk to the people that really don't know much about it. You know, they're just trying to, okay, give me, give me a little, give me one little chunk at a time. So, I would say, depending on what you're um, aiming for, I would say a projector would be your best bet. And we'll talk about this later too. But it's fine to buy used gear. I don't have anything in my system that's newer than, like, 2018. My projector's from 2013. My receiver's from 2014. Uh, My speakers are from, like, 2017. Uh, My screen, I don't know when that came out. I don't guess it matters. But you really don't have to have the newest stuff. I think um, Sony just came out with a new line of uh, projectors. It's 5,000, 11,000, and 27,000. And those are the 2022 models. So... I'm not. I'm not buying that. I I paid six hundred dollars for my projector, and it's a it's a, it's a beast. It'll uh to JVC, so you know that's a it's a pretty name brand. But uh, anyway, I would say another requirement for home theater at least front left and front right speakers. So maybe you could have a center, but and uh, the you're really only getting dialogue. At least with front left and front li- right, you've got something called phantom centering, which basically means if you don't have a center channel, your front lefts and front rights, front left and front right, not multiple, they're working together to create a um, a pretend center speaker. They're working together, but the bad thing is if you move left or right, left or right, you um, you lose that. So, let's say if you're on your couch and you're leaning, you're only going to hear that left speaker, and you same for the right. So your left speakers and your right speakers, they're meant to get those effects. Like if someone walks off to the left, you're going to hear it more on the left. Same for the right. Your center speaker, dedicated for dialogue, so you don't want something else, like the lefts and rights, trying to do that, and then their original use is not being used. So you never want to do that. Um, so at least fronts and lefts and rights, that's how I started for a whole year. I just had lefts and rights, and I recently, like two months ago, got a center speaker, Anyway, um, I would suggest, not suggest, if you're using a soundbar for your theater, just a soundbar and that little cute little woofer that comes with it, or if you're using a receiver, which I would definitely suggest because you're getting way more power. Um, I would suggest that, like I said, I have um the Marantz receiver. Um, they're kind of up there, um, pretty high up there. But I have a 2014 model. It's the 6009 model. It uh, powers seven speakers. And basically, why you would need a receiver is the receiver is the one that transfers the data from the source to the display and the speaker. So, say you have an Apple TV. You're going to plug the Apple TV into the receiver. You're going to need two HDMI cords for this. Apple TV into the receiver, then in the other input, HDMI from the receiver to your TV slash projector. So, you want a receiver because you get the signal from your source. Apple TV is an example. And it's basically going to take that. And multiply it, make it way more amped up. Give it the Marantz, in my case, the the uh, its coloring of what it's gonna be. You don't y- you need a receiver more if you're using a soundbar; it has that built in. But I would also say a subwoofer definitely, especially for me. I love bass, so your speakers are probably not gonna get as deep as a subwoofer will. A dedicated LFE channel, low frequency effect, so. For me I'm using bookshelf speakers, which bookshelf speakers, um, they are you they're smaller, they're not like tower speakers, which tower speakers if you've ever been to somewhere like Best Buy, if you go into the Magnolia Center they have big tower speakers on display. They're basically ones that stand up by themselves. They may have like two six inch woofers and a tweeter, but a bookshelf is just one that, you know, sits on a bookshelf. It's got one it always has usually one woofer. It's probably gonna be about six inches. And it really doesn't go low. It's just meant to handle the voices. And then you you want to send the notes that that speaker can't handle to the subwoofer. And if you're not using a subwoofer, if a bass note hits, say the subwoofer, it'll sound like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> it'll get really low. But a, just a bookshelf speaker would go, like, it's it's really not going to reach those notes. And another requirement, I would say, halfway decent acoustics. So if you're in a room and you clap your hands and it's got that slap echo, uh, probably not going to be that good. I would at least put some rugs down. I've got some acoustic sheets from Amazon. Um, They're like $90 each. mute Audi-mute, A-U-D-I-M-U-T-E. They've got three holes in the top and you just drill them in and they're really thick and they're big. They're like 8 feet tall by like feet wide or something and they they really capture a lot I got three of them so it does a lot I got a rug I got couches oh yeah couches will do a lot for acoustic treatment a lot of people you know you go in a new home and you clap your hands in the living room it's really echoey put some furniture in there it's not couches rugs they do a lot carpet and I mentioned this earlier but um Apple TV, you need a media player. If you just have speakers and a receiver, what are you going to play it on? I guess you could do Bluetooth on your phone. But you need some, ty- uh, some type of media player. I have something called an NVIDIA Shield Pro. It's kind of like an Apple TV, but it's the Android version, and it's more focused on sound, like Dolby Atmos, which we'll get into later, ap- other episodes, but really focusing on the sound. Anyway, that's what you're going to get your YouTube, your Disney+, Plus stuff like that on. And y- you kind of want a bigger room, you can't. you don't want to go small, uh like a you know, kinda bedroom size. But um like my space, I've got a twenty four by thirteen, but half of it is cut in half to my podcast space. So I'm working with about a thirteen by twelve, almost square. Not quite. You never want to get a square room. That's horrible on acoustics. But um about the screen. You don't want to go too small. I sit about nine and a half feet away from a hundred and three inch screen, which is pretty good. Um, but you don't want to get like a, mainly I advise against a TV because you can't really go above 85 inch TV and even then you're spending about two grand and you're probably going to be sitting about eight or nine feet away and you're really not going to get that immersive level. Kind of like when you go to a movie theater, it takes up a lot of your peripheral vision. There's a reason why the screen is big. So you can get immersed in the movie. That's why it's called a home theater, not a home I don't know, but you kind of want your screen to be big um, there's a whole math to it like forty five degrees, like you multiply your distance from the screen to something something, but I don't know and uh I would s- what I, I don't know if you're looking for immersiveness or do you just want to watch youtube but y- y- I would say you probably don't want to go under a hundred inches if you're sitting like at least nine feet away, but uh about equipment. I would say the better equipment, the better experience. And I say that because you can get something that is – how do I say it? There's a lot of headroom and a lot of equipment you can get. So say you're looking at your speakers Oh, – we'll go over this later. If you're confused, I'll, I'll clear it up in a couple weeks or something. I don't know. So say your speaker can handle – 100 watts, and you look at a receiver and it says 100 watts. Oh, I can do that. Uh, Maybe. But you're like at its peak, and if you turn it up too loud, it's probably going to distort and sound funny. So I would look at the power rating. So you can just look it up. So say I have... My speakers are the Bowers and Wilkins 606 S2s. I can look up the power rating and just the general information about the speakers, and then I can... Look up a receiver I'm wanting to get. So say these speakers do uh, 90 watts. Pretty good. And my receiver can do 110 watts. That's probably good. You don't want to get a receiver that is close to the power handling as your speakers because you always want to have headroom. And it's future-proofing it too. So like we'll talk about later, it'll really make your system last a while when you get good equipment. So if you... Same way, w- the opposite way works too. If you get three thousand dollars speakers and you spend six hundred bucks on a new receiver, it's not gonna do well because there's something called uh, bottlenecking, and you will hear something called uh, what's it called? Um, uh, blowout <laughs> maybe, because your receiver is trying to send more power to your speakers that they can't handle, or vice versa. Maybe your speakers are only being sent 60% of what they can actually handle because your receiver is so weak. Like I used to have a Sony receiver, uh, it was like 300 bucks, and then I just, at the time, like a month after that I had bought better speakers, and I had noticed that, oh these don't sound as good as my old ones because my speakers required more power, and the receiver was bottlenecked. It could only handle like 70 watts, And real quick, this wasn't in my notes. But the more speakers you add, the more power you're going to need. Because if you have two speakers and they're running good, you add a center speaker, a third one, you're you're probably going to have to turn up your receiver to get the same volume than you did with two speakers than three decibels lower because it's having to distribute the same amount of power as it did with two speakers to that third one. So let's say your two speakers were being sent 100 watts and then, you had a third one. I don't know what it exactly it is. So, probably now, like, 90 watts or something. I don't know. So, say so you're getting so-and-so volume at 30% on your receiver. You get a third speaker. You're probably going to have to turn it up to, like, 35%. Anyway, I talked way louder than I... Louder. <laughs> I talked longer than I should about that. But, uh, let me see. Bigger is not always better. So... I think of the example as speakers. So for price wise there are speak there is a company called Kef, K E F. They're pretty good. They make a line pretty much of every budget. And they have famous speakers. I think it's three two or three eight inch drivers. And it's called the Kef Q nine fifties. I think they're like a thousand dollars each or a thousand dollars a pair. I don't know. So let's say two thousand dollars a pair. And then we have Another company called the Definite Techno- Definitive Technology, I want to say Definitive, It's not right, Definitive Technology, BP-9080, these are their flagship tower speakers, they've got a built-in um, Dolby Atmos module, which basically means there's a speaker on the very top of the speaker, and it fires up in the ceiling, bounces back, and it tries its best to replicate sound coming from the top, it's just reflection, anyway, that's... I think it's about $1,100 each for those, so maybe like the same price. The Kev's have three they have three or two 8-inch drivers, and the, the Definitive Technologies has like 5-inch. But, the Definitive Technology has a driver in the back of the speaker, so that'll bounce off the wall and make it sound bigger. I ha- I They have one at Best Buy, where I live, and it sounds pretty stinking good. um, And I just... Bigger doesn't mean better. So, it it I think a lot of it has to do with the software involved and the hardware. So you can have bigger drivers, and it maybe sound even worse or as good as something that has smaller drivers, but it's just designed better. So, yeah. That's about speakers. So let's talk about projectors. So... A lot of people might want to go with TVs because that's what everybody's used to. And projectors are more complicated to set up. I understand. And projectors might even be more expensive. Like I told you earlier, the new Sony models start at $5,000. And that has manual everything. A lot of them nowadays, even mine from 2013, has motorized everything. So you can focus, move the screen, zoom in, zoom out, all motorized. But the one that's $5,000, new one, it's all manual. And I could get... JVC's highest in model from 2016 for the same price as a new model from Sony. I don't know. But anyway. So, I feel like my projector it's almost hitting 10 years old. It's pretty good. I've had people walk in here and say, dude, that's a big TV. I'm like, oh, that's a projector. They're like, oh, wow. So, there's a debate about it, but I'm not going to get into that. But I feel like projectors are better. And real quick, there's something called aspect ratio. And what everybody's used to is called 16 by 9, which is everybody's TV. You know, when you watch a movie on a 16 by 9 screen, it's got the black bars on top and bottom. But when you go to watch YouTube 2 or sports, it fills the whole screen. So there's something called 2.35 to 1. There's also 2.4 to 1. I'm just going to say 2.35 to 1. So basically, a 2.35 to 1 screen is bas- basically, again, you walk into the movie theater, movie covers the whole screen. It's not like when you watch it at home where it's got black bars top and bottom. So 2.35 to 1 is, like I said, when it fills the whole screen. So with projectors, you're really going to have to figure out what you're going to watch more. Am I going to watch football, or am I going to watch Aquaman more? If you're going to watch Aquaman more movies, you're probably going to want to go with a 2.35 to 1 screen. Because if you want to watch a movie on that other aspect ratio, like your TV, 16 by 9, there's going to be those black bars. Don't want, you don't want black bars because if you're making a home theater, you want it to be more immersive. And you also have to compensate how much it is to buy a screen, and those can get about thousands of dollars. Mine was like $700. So projectors are more complicated, but I really feel like they're going to last longer, and you can get way bigger with them. But yeah, and uh, there are lots of options. So there's JVC, Epson. I feel like Epson is really affordable. They're really good with... um. There's screens being brighter. There's also Sony. I feel like those are the top three. There's more. Um, ben whatever. But I feel like JVC, Epson, and Sony are really the best you're going to want to get if you want them to look best and last longer and really save your money. So, there is pretty much everything for every budget. So, a lot of people just look at the big stuff. But I feel like... Let's say your budget's a $1,000 to get the projector, the screen, the speakers, and everything. You can easily go on Amazon or just look at forums and be like, okay, I can get a $200 projector. I can display it on the wall. I can just paint it for now. I don't need a screen. I can get two speakers, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. That's, let's say, $500. Dollars. That leaves $500 dollars for your receiver and your stands for your speakers and cords. I would go with a Sony receiver, 300 bucks on Amazon. That's 200 bucks for stands and cords. You can get really affordable stands, probably about $100, and then your cords. So there's pretty much everything for every price. It's not just, boom, here's one thing, here's like five things. There's like literally everything, and they have websites where you can Plug and chug, here's my budget, what would be best. You can also look on YouTube. There's a lot of people, like Youth Man. That guy is like the best I've seen. He's got a lot of good videos. He's done a lot of reviews on different subwoofers. But I don't really see a reason why not. But, yes. So I would say it's pretty easy to catch along. There's really not a lot that goes into it. You really just got to learn you know, the power handling and everything. And it is an expensive hobby, but it's fun. And it doesn't have to be expensive if you don't want it to be. Everybody's got a budget. But I feel like there's a journey to it all. It's not just... I mean, you know, if you're 30 years old and you make six figures, you could probably go ahead and, you know, buy a... Like, one of those things where a company comes in and installs it. But a lot of people, they'll just they'll have a journey, you know, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to have it for like a few months, I'm going to buy something better, I'm going to save up. And it's a journey, and it really never ends. And that's also something else that Youth Man says, Michael Stevens, I really think it's really nice. And if it's a dedicated space for movies, it will definitely replace the movie theater depending on how big you're going. Right now I have a 10-inch sub, I've got three speakers, and kind of will go up to like a 12 or a 15 maybe. But I would say... If you get a big screen, and if you have big sound, that's going to replace the movie theater. you got surround sound. I've noticed that a lot of movie theaters really don't incorporate surround sound that well. We have a local one. It's a smaller theater. But even even the big theaters, the big two theaters, like the new Batman movie that came out. Or no, no, no. Spider-Man, the one that came out in December of 21. I wasn't really impressed. And... You know, nobody else is listening, and I'm I'm kind of paying more attention to the audio. And you know, when bass hit, and I watched it at home, and I would hear, Doo! at home, I would hear, Doo! at the movie theater. I'm like, oh, that's just like, it's dull. Anyway, I feel like at home, you can customize it, you can calibrate it how you want, and it's really good. And I feel like there's a lot of benefits to home theater. First of all, I would say it's OP for music listening experiences. So for me, I'll come home from school, I'll just want to chill out, play some music, I'll sit in my podcast area, and conveniently, this is where bass sounds really good, I'll put on my playlist, and I'll just be jamming out, and then if I want to go chill, I want to watch YouTube, I can do that on the big screen, if I want to watch a movie, I can do that too, I got Vudu, just go on there, and just, you know, chill, home theater can be really good for, like, anything, and when you have company over, I think it'll blow them away because a lot of times we can really get used to and settle with what we have and we really don't know how good of stuff we have until people tell us. Like, we'll have friends over, dude, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, oh my goodness, that is so, it must be nice. And we get used to having that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I feel like a lot of people really just need to realize how blessed we are. Like, who's who, who who's got a big screen in their basement and who's got... You know, a big projector. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just something you got to love. And it's it's really good for chilling. Like I said, you can just chill and relax and really make a vibe out of it. And it really works for everything you watch. Like I said, and it lasts for a while. I think I touched on that earlier. But equipment really doesn't change that much. Like there's a company named Marantz. I have one of their receivers. They're kind of high-end. They just now changed the design of their receivers since... I think 2012, I think, 2013, or 2012, I don't remember. Mine's from 2014, and it looks exactly like the 2020 model. The 2022 model, they, they revamped it. I know internal stuff, they, they changed it, but if you were to look at a a 2020 model, Morantz, and if you were to look at a 2012 model, they would look the exact same, pretty much. And that goes back to lasting for a while. Look-wise... People coming over, if they're familiar with new stuff, they probably aren't, but they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that at Best Buy. I'm like, no, this thing's uh, eight years old, but it looks new. And like I said, my projector's from 2013, my receiver's from 2014, my speakers, I bought them from a guy that had them like for five years, and they still sound just like they did brand new. And I think it's really an investment, but yeah. And of course, the journey part, you're going to buy new stuff, but if you're just someone who just... I'm going to spend $20,000, and I don't know anything about home theater, and I have someone install it 10 years from now. It might even sound the same. I don't know. And the new laser projectors that have been rolling out the last couple years, those have about 20,000 hours on them, which I think is about 20 years, 15, 10 years, 8 hours a day for like 12 years or something like that. And mine has like 3,000, so that's like 2 or 3 years or something. But yeah, these new ones, they're really... They're really making them efficient, pretty much everything. So yeah, and then there are some downsides, just one. I would say the price, like I said, it can get pretty expensive, depending on you know what you're looking for. If you're really just looking for music, I would say, music is only shown in two speakers anyway. It's called two-channel, channels, speakers, same thing. So when you're listening to music, unless it's got a Dolby Atmos track, if you go on Apple Music, the new song's kind of Dolby Atmos, which is full surround sound above you, behind you, beside you, in front of you, whatever. But most music is really only going to be in those two left and right channels. If you're building a space just for music, I would say get a really good sub. I would say for music sealed, there's a debate. But sealed is probably best for subs. But someone like me, I would get a ported sub. I have a ported sub. I really just like to hear... Lots of emphasized bass. And if you're wanting it for movies, I would just go crazy with the surround sound because that's what movies are for. So yeah, I think everything is worth it. If you're really thinking you're going to listen to this for a long time, I would invest in it. And I think it's a really good idea, even if you're not really into home theater. When you're watching a movie, it's an insane experience. When When you're listening to music, it sounds amazing. When you just want to watch YouTube, it's awesome. you got a big screen. I think there's benefits for every part of it. So thank you all for listening. I think um, I will make episodes every Friday. I might start doing them every Monday. But if I don't do Mondays, it'll be like two or three on Fridays. I know I'm recording this on November 1st on a Tuesday. And when I release this, it'll be Friday, November fourth, 4th, I think. November 4th. So I know... I'm gonna have like three episodes being dumped on that Friday, November fourth. So, yeah, um, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I I think this will sp- I think this first podcast episode went really well, and I hope y'all enjoyed it. So, thank you. I'll see y'all later.